Hey, this is Nick here, senior writer over at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So send in your written questions wherever the frick you are in the conference, baby. Send them in. Send them in. And I'll respond via podcast form, and fellow senior writer Dane Miller will respond via written column. So seriously, send them in. I have a lot of fun doing this research, giving back the knowledge, the love, learning your concerns, all that, baby. We got the love, the knowledge. I'm going to give back to the people. Got to do it for yourself first. That's my ethics lessons, but then I'm here for you, the people. So from down south to Arizona, to east out to Utah, to east, to the west out to the Palouse of Washington State, we got the Cali schools, we got the Oregon schools, we got Buffs Nation. If I forgot you, I'm sorry. In all seriousness, in its in our entirety, we make up the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, and we're better for it. So without further ado, send in your questions. Let's come together and la 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 la. Let's get to it. Okay, so today's question is from Philip in Boulder, and it reads, If you could pick any Pac-12 player to take the last shot in the conference tournament next year, who would it be? So, because it's me, of course I'm going to get to the question, but i got got to throw in something random first. You know it's coming. So, before I answer the question, let's go back to last year when Peyton Pritchard hit those two deep threes against UW. <laughs> My what do you see that last little step back the second one that won the game what the heck man so yeah i'm sorry you dub but dang peyton pritchard man that was what i've never really seen anything like that in pac 12 at least not in quite some time so now to get to the actual question great question here philip again just to reiterate if you could pick any pac 12 player to take the last shot in the conference tournament next year who would it be so because most players have declared for the nba draft we're still going to include, uh, include the players who have the potential to come back, uh, likely not going to be selected along those lines. Because if not, there's not really too many options. And well, that's just no fun. If we're going to do it just strictly based off who's going to come back, I'd have to say Oscar Da Silva. And that's not the answer I want to go with. He's a phenomenal player. Do not get it wrong. Average 15.7 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, 1.5 assists. And the reason I'm actually choosing him to take the last shot is clearly a statistical point. It's going to be because he shot 57% from the field last year. He probably hit you know with that Tim Duncan bank shot. A little shimmy, a little, 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 little fist pump. Nothing, nothing exceptional, you know. We need to be well-behaved here. A, l- a little fist pump. So uh, Oscar De Silva is a great player. Not trying to disrespect him. I actually really, really thoroughly enjoy his game and his style of play. But without further ado, we're going to have to hop over now to the actual answer. And so out of all the players likely to return who've declared from the NBA, from the NBA draft, we have Chris Smith, we have McKinley Wright, we have C.J. Ellaby. So there's a lot of good players to choose from. We have Isaiah Stewart. Well, he's gone. He, he gone in the NBA. <laughs> Leave that one out. So my answer is going to be C.J. Ellaby. Historically speaking, if you don't know C.J. Ellaby is, historically speaking, Washington State basketball has been absolutely terrible. There's no other way to say it. Just absolutely freaking terrible. With the exception of a Clay Thompson and a Craig Elo. There's a couple other names in between, but really just nothing. And so let's let's uh, not let's just not laugh off the answer just quite yet. Just quite yet. If you haven't had the chance to watch CJ Ellaby, okay, my laptop's talking. What you got an update or something? If you haben't had the chance to see CJ Ellaby, Ellaby, not Ellerby. Let's make that clear. Ellaby. He really is a phenomenal player. I mean, he can create his own shot at the college level. He can shoot the three. He can attack the room. He always plays with heart. He always plays with hustle, and he's just that all-around guy who's probably the most valuable single player to his team in terms of any player in the Pac-12. 
With the Cougs are actually quite decent this year. I didn't say good. Let's don't don't stretch it. Still WSU basketball. Don't don't stretch it. Not good. They're all right. They were not a cupcake. We'll leave it that. We'll just say they were not a cupcake. But the reason why is because of CJ Ellaby. Um, do I believe he's ready for the NBA next year? I'm not sure. So again, I likely think he's coming back, probably in his best interest. But in terms of why I chose him for the last shot in particular, not just because of his value to his team collectively, it's because of two instances last season. So it was either the first or second game of the conference slate last year. I think the first, but don't quote me on that, against UCLA. The Cougs were obviously going to lose because they always do. And so UCLA had a solid lead while the Cougs kind of started scrapping back. They actually found themselves ahead. For Who would have ever seen that coming? And then again, because it's WSU, UCLA and their historic program took the lead back. The Bruins, you know, did their thing with all the talent. Looked like they were going to win the game. Came back. And with, I don't know, like under 30 seconds left, something like that. CJ Ellaby hit a game time three in the, in the, wow, I really struggled to say that. Must have been too excited about UCLA Bruin, UCLA Bruin basketball. So down by three, CJ Ellaby got the ball in the corner, hit a huge game time three. And more notable than actually hitting the game time three for a traditionally terrible program, he did it after really struggling the entire second half. And that spoke volumes to me about ice in his vein. Just got a lot of dog in his heart. That's what it is. It's just that dog. I love players like that. And Again, he was just breaking, man. The guy could not buy a bucket. Just looking like the worst player on the court. Seriously, maybe not the worst player. We looking bad, man. The dude could not make a shot. Couldn't hit the ocean. All the analogies. We got any more? And so, he, again, he hit this game-tying three. The Cougars end up winning in overtime. So there's just one instance of why I think I want the ball in his hands in the, in the NCAA tournament. Went through puberty there briefly again. And another um, kind of game phenomenal shot last year was the game against ASU. And um, essentially, ASU, kind of same situation as the UCLA game, except this time, WSU jumped out to a huge lead. ASU came all the way back. The Sun Devils were just flying with Remy Martin, all the talent they had last year, came and took the lead. And they're up about two points, one or two points. And the WSU had kind of the final possession of the game. CJ Ellaby, after his team blew the lead, at home, a lot of pressure, nothing to win, by taking the shot, people are just going to say, oh, the Cougs blew it again. You know, ASU, phenomenal. And CJ Ellaby, a little step back, three-pointer in a man's face. Ugh, just, ugh, you did that twice last season. My goodness, man. Hurting people's feelings out here. Man, I love the Sun Devils. Why you got to do it to them like that? Come on now. And so, that's going to be the reason why. He has those two game winners last year. And just the dog in him. It's, it's something that a game winner on a night where you're hot. For a promising program, for a prestigious program, it's expected. It's it just expected. But when you play for a team and the likes of a team that just left, head coach Ernie Kent, who did his best, but the Cougars basketball, it, it didn't look good, to be quite frank. And so a program that's completely downtrodden, and you're the only hope, and to hit it on a night where you've just been bricking all day, that, that says a lot about him. The kind of other options, I would say, would be McKinley Wright. And I can't choose him. I mean... Bottom line is Colorado vastly underperformed last year. Whether that's head coach Tad Boyle, him, or Tyler Bay, I don't know. But the team vastly underperformed. He put up good stats. But as a point guard and as a point guard of his caliber, I expect more of him. So I couldn't choose McKinley Wright. And the runner up for me definitely would have been UCLA's Chris Smith. He's a phenomenal player. He's he's smooth, man. <laughs> that guy's probably going to be playing in the NBA. He's just so smooth. Love his game. I think he's, um, And so just the reason I didn't choose Chris Smith is I haven't necessarily seen the dog in him like I saw in Ellaby. 
Chris Smith had a one-game winner against Oregon State. And it was a beast move. Nice drive. Strong drive. Drew the foul. And uh, But I just didn't see the dog in him that I see in Ellaby. Not saying Chris Smith doesn't have it. Just saying Ellaby is a little bit next level. So again, first option for the game-winning shot in the NCAA tournament, WCU CJ Ellaby. Number two is going to be Chris Smith. And number three is going to be McKinley Wright, just because I think he's a good player, even though his team underperformed last year. Oh, yeah. And don't forget about my dude, Oscar Da Silva. Always coming through with the quiet buckets. Timmy Duncan. Timmy.